It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. It is Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio. I always find that introduction odd because it's like we're from Miami to Las Vegas. But uh, I'm Matt Jones. He's Meyer Metcalf. We're from Lexington, Kentucky to Milwaukee. Not quite as glamorous, but still the places you want to go. We're glad to be here with you on a Monday night. It is uh, right now the Orioles play the Phillies. Orioles leading one nothing in a big game for the team with the best record in, in the American League, the Baltimore Orioles. But, Myron, in college sports, the, we're still waiting for teams to start fall camp. But uh, the, the big story has been about the Northwestern football hazing scandal. And more things came out today. You've been following the story because it's up close to you. There's a lawsuit that was filed today, and, and, and give folks an idea of some of the allegations that came out in it. Yeah, former Northwestern quarterback Lloyd Yates uh, filed a lawsuit. lawsuit. There have been multiple lawsuits, um, and the allegations continue to get worse. Uh, in this, coaches uh, are accused of seeing some of this activity, including players doing pull-ups you know, without clothes. Uh, a, a coach is accused of pulling up a player's girlfriend during a position meeting and, and talking uh, about sexual things in front of everyone uh, about that player and his girlfriend. Uh, there's an allegation that a freshman was run and running is the whole thing at the center of this where, uh, you know, a player is held down and another player rubs up against him. Uh, there is in this lawsuit, the allegations that a freshman was carried naked with 10 to 15 players dunked upside down in an ice bath. And then he was run. I mean, it's, it's just stuff that like, you know, you hear about hazing Matt, but this sounds so extreme. And if any of it's true, it can't stop at Pat Fitzgerald. Like there has to be other levels to this. And I'll tell you what, you would never stop Northwestern football. I get that. They're in the big 10. People would say that's crazy. But if this weren't a power five school, I think there would be conversations about whether or not you play football this season. That ain't going to happen to Northwestern. But to me, these allegations are that extreme. And you can't guarantee that people are going to be safe when this has been the culture, allegedly, for years and years. You know, it's interesting because you're right. I mean, when you read these allegations, and I've, I've seen the ones that came out couple weeks ago and, and, and et cetera. First of all, a lot of people who immediately took up for Pat Fitzgerald are looking mo- less and less intelligent for having done so. And it's a perfect example of how, you know, you got to be careful. Even if you like a person, it doesn't mean that everything is, is great uh, uh, under them. But the other part of this is I do wonder, Myron, to what extent this behavior happens at a lot of schools. I'm not going to say yeah. every school, but I like – you know, this is this is very extreme, and it sounds very yeah. extreme. But I do wonder sometimes if things can kind of start as being sort of goofy and maybe we it's not harmless, but we don't think of it as being that harmful, and then it gets slowly worse and slowly worse and slowly worse, and all of a sudden you're starting to accept behavior that it would otherwise be unacceptable. And I've talked about this a lot over the years. 
I think we accept behavior in college athletics that you wouldn't accept anywhere else. I mean, we accept yeah. the way coaches talk to players, scream at them, yell at them. Like, you couldn't do that. A science professor could not yell at a student yeah. the way a coach does, but we accept it. And I think this is probably – I don't know if it's this bad, but I think there's behavior like this that occurs everywhere. I think this will be something that will likely have a deterrence on other programs. Like if this is happening in other programs, coaches don't want to become Pat Fitzgerald and they're going to try to crack down on it. But I would just bet you, Myron, there's a lot more of this stuff than there is because I think college sports, especially football and basketball, there's a culture of demeaning that starts with the coach and the way they scream at people and then gets down to these hazing rituals that we're reading about. I mean, New Mexico State University has paid $8 million in a hazing uh, situation down there, fired their coach, Greg Hire. Certainly this happens other places. It's hard for me, Matt, to believe it's this systemic. I think that's what stands out here is there are people who played last year. There are people who played 20 years ago all saying that this was a part of that program. And, you know, you think of football players, Matt, and you think about the guys who are the biggest, toughest, strongest guys on campus. And if they're feeling too afraid to come out and say this is happening, what does that mean for everybody else? Well, because there's, there's like a group think culture is. that you just act like this is normal and it's okay. And so because it happened to you, you feel completely empowered yeah. to do it to somebody else. Yes, but I also think that's why you had to fire Pat Fitzgerald. This is a leadership thing. I have to believe that if this stuff is happening at other places and you have strong leadership, at a minimum, people feel that they can go to that leadership within the team, within the coaching staff, and say, hey, this is a problem. Because if you're a head coach in 2023, Matt, and this happens, you're going to get fired. And it's going to be hard for you to get another job in this business again. Like, this is going to stick. So I agree with you, you but, do you think like they, but do you think they realized that three years ago? See, I think this is something that it's gonna, it takes the Northwestern scandal to stop it because I think there is a, there is a culture. I mean, listen, man, you, I don't know if, it was, if any of sort of hazing stuff occurred when you played college football. You did it at a lower yeah. level. But you yeah. hear about this stuff, and then like even in fraternities, I mean, there's this kind of behavior that goes on everywhere. And part of me wonders if like this is just kind of what happens. Remember what the players' statement was when this first came out. The players did not say it didn't happen. The players said Pat Fitzgerald didn't know, and it doesn't reflect on the team. I think they yeah. said that because you know why? This was just normal. This is just what you do, and I think if they do it at Northwestern, we would be naive to think they haven't done it at other schools. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it happens other places, but I do think there's been an awareness in the last 20 years, and you see this in the NFL. You know, from guys having to endure certain things where now, you know, guys have to get donuts or, you know, have to pay for it. Well, it wasn't that long that, ago there were hard knocks where, remember, they taped the guy to the goalpost? That wasn't that did. many years ago. And people laughed at it. I don't think they would look at it that way now. But, Myron, I don't even know if that was 10 years ago we saw that. Maybe less. It, it, it might not have been. And I'm not condoning that because that is a form of hazing. And you would think that a team would cut down. Matt, this is assault. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I you're a lawyer. You. I'm not demeaning. This is, I'm no, not I know you're not. I know you're not. At all. I'm not. I know. I know you're not. But, I mean, what, what was happening at Northwestern was something else. I mean, you read this allegation that came out today. This is a freshman being carried by 10 to 15 players, allegedly, 
Matt dunked upside down and then being assaulted. Like these are things to me that you don't hear even when you hear about hazing, but you would hope that if this has happened in other places, it's cleaned up immediately because the same thing's going to happen at these other schools. How could Northwestern tell anybody in that football locker room that they're safe if this has been cultural for all of these years? There's a coach on the staff now but you say who's how, accused of witnessing this. You say how could they say it? It's because I think this was normal. Like they, It's yes, one they, of true. these things that I think when these people are wrapped up in it, they don't even realize what's happening is as bad as it is because it's a culture. It happened to them, so they do it to someone else, and then they do it to someone else. It's awful, and it should yeah. be stopped. But I would say to you, on it is amazing to me. I continue to be amazed at the treatment that we allow people in college sports to receive from their superiors that we would not allow anywhere else in life. And I would say to you, Watch a college football game. I'm not going to call out a coach by name, but look at the coaches that scream the most and think to yourself, could the professor at that school do that? The answer is clearly no. And yet yeah. they're still, it is seen as normal that they do it in sports. And I think that mentality, while it's not as bad about screaming, is what leads to the kinds of things we see, we see at Northwestern. Yeah, that's fair. But either way it's an awful story and Fitzgerald had to go I mean that decision which some people acted like was controversial was the correct one we're going to switch back to the NFL we do two a days that's two teams a day we did the Texans earlier my Chicago Bears are up Myron the Bears the monsters of the midway we have hope for the first time in it forever we'll tell you how much hope next here on Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio Joe and Amber the podcast Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation 2 a Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Chicago Bears. 
158. I'm Courtney Cronin covering the Bears, and the biggest storyline this season is whether the moves the team made around Justin Fields will help the QB take his next step. The Bears doubled down on their support of Fields when they traded the number one overall pick to Carolina in exchange for future draft capital and wide receiver DJ Moore. Chicago is following the strategy used by Buffalo, Philadelphia, and Miami to give its quarterback a true number one option in his third season to make the jump. A year after tearing down the roster to the studs, Chicago has more talent surrounding fields and has put him in a position to grow as a passer and develop into a franchise quarterback. Down, down to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. It is two-a-days, and we're doing the Chicago Bears. That was ESPN Bears reporter Courtney Cronin. It's Matt Jones, Meyer, Metcalf filling in here on Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. So, Meyer and I am a Bears fan. I uh, have been I'm since sorry. I, was a, I was a little child. I, you know, it was, it was like 1985, and uh, you had a, uh, a six-year-old, Matthew Harper Jones, and he turns on the NFL, and, you know, like a lot of kids, he wants to cheer for the team that's winning, Right. So he picks the Bears because they didn't come here yeah. to start no trouble. They just came to do the Super Bowl shuffle. And so it Great was song. Jimmy Mann, and it was Walter yeah. Payton, and it was the Fridge, and it was yeah. Mike uh, Singletary and yeah. Dan Hampton. Mongo. It was just fun. It was, Mon- it was yeah. Steve McMichael. Like, oh, it was just it yeah. was fun times. And so as a kid, you think, this is great. This will be my team. And now I've been, I've been stuck with them for the, other, the rest of my life. 35-plus years that's right. It's a great song. And I like to dance. Running the ball yeah. is like making romance. We had a goal yeah. since training camp to give Chicago yeah. a Super Bowl champ. Now I won't do it anymore. But I'm just saying Beautiful. to you, that's what I had in, yeah. my, in my life. And since yeah. then, they've stunk. But I, after watching quarterback after quarterback break my heart, I have confidence in Justin Fields. But, mm-hmm. Myron, I have to say, I had a lot of confidence. Loved watching him last year. Thought he did a lot of great stuff. But then he came out this year and said he's one of the five greatest running quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> yeah. And I went, okay, hold on. Right? Like, like just, you know, just, just settle down. He said he was – they asked him who the five best were, and he said Mike Vick, Cam Newton, uh, Lamar Jackson, Steve Young, and him. Yeah. And so I'm now, Myron, a little concerned about my guy Justin be. because that's a little much, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and that was after saying he'll throw for 4,000 yards, which also hasn't happened, I I believe, in Bears quarterback (laughs) history. It feels unnecessary, right? Especially in that city. I thought the objective in Chicago, no matter what team you're playing with, is you don't want to add any more pressure. You don't have to. The fans are going to give enough of it to you. So to say something like that, it just didn't make a lot of sense. I know he's trying to motivate himself. But, man, slow down. I know he's excited about Chase Claypool, DJ Moore. The offensive line should be better. Uh, but I just think he's got to slow down before he makes statements like that, man. I do, too. And the thing is, they're going to be better this year. I mean, they were better last year. They lost all of the – think about how many games they lost right at the end. They lost, like, five – I mean, they, they still wouldn't have been a playoff team. But they probably lost five games on the last possession – where something happened at the very end. So this is a team I think that's that's ripe to be a lot better. But I do worry about that. I'm one of the five greatest running quarterbacks of all time. I mean, it, it would be like Anthony Edwards going, you know, I'm one of the five greatest shooting guards of all time. All right, you're, you're good. 
<laughs> I'm not saying you Bro. can't be really good, but ma'am, just slow down a little bit. And I feel like if yeah. Anthony Edwards said that, everybody'd laugh. But like Justin Fields, people were taking that seriously, and I just didn't totally understand it. Well, especially in a prove it year for him. Like year three is when he's going to say, "I am the quarterback of the future." for the Chicago Bears, or it's time for the Bears to think maybe there's another guy out there. Now, I don't think that'll happen. I think Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future, but this is an important year where you have to solidify that. He's in a division where I think the expectations will be greater as well. You got Detroit, good last year. We don't know what Jared Goff will bring this season. It could be another regular Detroit year instead of last year's exceptional year. Nobody knows what to expect from Jordan Love. Packers could fall tremendously to the bottom of that division. And you got the Minnesota Vikings who, yes, they were pretty good last year, but won more close games than any team in NFL history. So I think there's more pressure on Justin Fields because it feels like the NFC North is winnable. So why yes, it is. add any I, more I weight it, to this? I actually think it is winnable. I mean, just to use the Bears lost more close games than any team. The Vikings won more close games yeah. than any time. team. If you expect a regression to the mean, the Packers will be worse. We'll see what happens with the Lions. It's not insane to say that the Bears should compete for the division. I don't know if they will, but it's not insane to think that. And as a Bears fan, I want you to just think about how many horrific quarterbacks I've had to watch. I mean, when the best modern quarterback is Jay Cutler, who if I saw him, I would want to put his face into a pie. He is so annoying. <laughs> it is hard to be a fan of the Bears and their, over the years. Yeah, and I think that's what Justin Fields has to remember. The, the, the thing with a Justin Fields is there is a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Yes. Yes. And, and, and this suddenly feels like, arrogance and I'm like bro where did this come from man yeah like you you had a you improved last year but it wasn't like people were going oh my goodness it's Mahomes and Fields like chill man you got to relax because you know Matt in that city if you talk like this and you do not deliver they're gonna boo you man no they are like you're gonna face that the rest of your career I mean, you had to learn this. You came in and said, like, I'm one of the five greatest ESPN radio hosts. It's said, like, never said you that. were like, it's like it's Mike that. and Mike, Dan Patrick, uh, Colin Cowher. And then you were like, and Myron Metcalf. And I said, you know, dude, Myron, you're right, but you got to slow down. That's kind of, I think he's doing with the same thing. Did no. you, did, did, like, I have an affinity for that Super Bowl shuffle he played because it's like my childhood. Do you yeah. like that song as much as I do? It's so awkward. It's so weird. Do you get like yeah. It feels very forced. It does. It also is like, it also is if you just listen to it when younger people make fun of our music, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> this is what they point to, right? Yes. Like, yeah. like the verses this was though music. are funnier than the chorus. Play a verse right here. Go ahead. So watch okay. me, girl. <laughs> See, I like that line. He also, it, it, Mike Singletary at one point goes, I'm Samurai Mike. I stop him cold. Yeah. Part of the defense. What was that? Big and bold. And I, in the what way he that? says, he says big and bold. He goes, big and bold. And it's like the dorkiest rap of all time. And I love it. It feels like they're trying so hard to rap. Like, they are really, really having to rap every line, and it just feels dancing. so forced. If you look at the video, they're dancing yes. like I think my parents would dance if they were at a yes. wet wedding, and they were forced <laughs> to dance to rap music. They're just taking <laughs> one step to the left, and one yeah. step to the right, and, and one step to the left. That's what they're doing. 
it looked like they heard rap for the first time. <laughs> And somebody that's, said, let's dance and that's make a exactly song. That's right. how it looks, man. So, and I remember all the lines. I mean, like, I could see, like, I literally will see anything about Mike Singletary and go, I'm Samurai <laughs> Mike. I stop him cold. Part of the like, defense. Who let him do that? Big and bold. <laughs> who let him do that? I don't know. Like, where was anyway, his For you all that are too young, go look it up on YouTube. I promise you. <laughs> You will like it. We will deal with more than just the 85 Bears. Here with on Joe and Amber, Matt Jones, Meyer Metcalf filling in here on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It is Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. This has just come out. We'll let other people make comments, but LeBron James just uh, tweeted, the the sort of meme of a Forrest Gump running like really fast, mm-hmm. and it says me headed to Saudi when they call Rich Paul and Mav Carter for that one year deal, referencing of course Oof. Mbappe who got signed by Saudi Arabian team for an absurd amount of money, three hundred thirty two million dollar bid for him. Can you like LeBron? No. What, what's he doing? You know, I mean that's I can't believe why why do that? But he did. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the Mbappe deal is a billion. It's a $332 million transfer fee, and then him getting $700 million plus. I mean, it's, it's a crazy number. But, like, yeah, why does, him, why does LeBron do that? What's interesting to me, Matt, is LeBron is the number one dude to be like, I don't read what you guys say. I don't focus on the critics. I'm not thinking about the media. And then he does stuff like this, you know, four to five times in offseason just to, you know, put himself in the news cycle. I just, if I'm Adam Silver, I'm like, man, I got to deal with this now too. (laughs) It does, however, showcase why the live tour thing probably worked for Saudi Arabia. Because at the end of the day, a year ago, he couldn't have even tweeted that. And now he does. And it, and it is what it is. All right. It is that time for big deal. Not a big deal. James, our producer has gotten, has given us four things 
and we're going to say whether they're a big deal or not a big deal. James, what's up first? It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Joe and Amber? All right, so Denver Broncos defensive end. Uh, this is this is a this is a hard name. Uh, Ioma Uwazurike has been suspended indefinitely for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Uwazurike joins ten other players who are also serving suspensions for violating the league's gambling policy this year. And, and then you had Falcons wide receiver, now Jaguars uh, receiver. Uh, Calvin Ridley, he was suspended for the entire 2022 season. Matt, these gambling suspensions, are they a big deal or not a big deal? Well, they're a big deal in the sense that these guys lose a year of their careers. I actually don't think they should be a big deal unless you show me that they're betting on their games or the NFL. Now, I don't think they, can, I don't think they should be allowed to bet on the NFL either because chances are they're going to hear stuff that the average person would not know, but they definitely can't bet on their games. But if they are just betting on sports, and I think some of these, that's the case, then I, don't, I actually don't agree with that. If they're betting on the NFL, fair enough. But if they're betting on other sports, Myron, I actually would say not a big deal because I think they should be able to do that. Yeah, I think it's a big deal that they're being suspended because I think that policy will be changed. Let's all be honest about this. When this happens to a marquee player, and it will, there's going to be a marquee player in the NFL who's going to get caught up in this, the policy will change. Because to Matt's point, if you can influence the game, I understand saying you can't bet on the sports you play for a lot of reasons. But in this culture, it's not 1993. Like, guys have legalized betting options and you're expecting them not to use them, I just think the policy is going to change the moment this happens to a marquee player. Uh, so you agree and, with me. I mean, we both agree they can't do it on games they're in. What if they're doing games. it on other NFL games? You also think, you think that's a no-no? Yeah, I think, I think you got to stay away from the league just because, to your point, you know the, the injuries and the other things that you may know, uh, you definitely just don't want to be a part of that at all. But other sports, I don't see why that's a problem. I'm with you. What's next? All right, last Thursday at 3 in the morning, Vikings rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison was cited for driving 140 miles per hour in a posted 55-mile-per-hour zone in Minnesota. Today, Addison told everyone that the reason for his speeding was that his dog was having an emergency at home. Myron, big deal or not a big deal? It's a big deal. I mean, first, I don't believe the dog emergency. There could have been something with his dog, but do you want to get there alive or do you want to get there in in five different pieces? It's personal to me. uh, That happened near my house. I drive that stretch often. And what people can't see, uh, he's lucky that officer stopped him when he did. Right after that stretch is a, a treacherous curve that's just known in that part of town where if you go a little too fast in regular conditions, you can flip. Some bad stuff can happen. So that officer might have saved his life, honestly, with where he was headed. Um, There's just no way and no reason to ever drive 140 miles an hour. He should be suspended. I think if the NFL doesn't do it, the Vikings should do it just to send a message that that's not something that will be tolerated. It's a big deal to me. I live near there. He could have hurt a lot of people regardless of his reasoning. The key phrase for me is three in the morning. 
My grandfather used to say, nothing good happens after midnight. Well, I would curve mm-hmm. that and say two in the morning. But as we yep. saw when Elon Musk changed the name of Twitter at three in the morning Saturday <laughs> night to X, bad decisions are made at three in the morning. I can't ever remember anything that's ever happened in my life at three in the morning that I went, well, that was good. That's what we should have no. done. So I think, it, it, listen, I, I hope his dog's fine, but I'm with you even if it's an emergency. 140 miles an hour is not an excuse. And I kind of feel like if it was a dog emergency, that it might not have even been like happened. Like the officer might have been like, all right, I'll escort you to the hospital or something. So I think it is a big deal. And I think he should be uh, he should be punished. What's next? All right. Sources have told the Sports Business Journal that MLS season pass is approaching one million subscribers, a number that includes season ticket holders who are provided access as part of their purchase. In early June, those same sources had the MLS season pass subscriber base at 700,000, which league executives believe shows good growth, and they expect that number to balloon even further once Messi starts playing. Matt, big deal, not a big deal that MLS season pass is approaching a million subscribers. I think it's a big deal because you said like 700,000 was what they kind of had because of season tickets and stuff, but then they've added 300,000 in a month and a half. And I remember when Major League Soccer went to Apple, I thought, well, that's a bad decision. People will forget it exists. But then Messi ends up coming. I watched the game Friday night. I wanted to see it. They're using Messi the right way. It got a lot of buzz. And 300,000 people have paid $39 in the last month and a half. I actually don't think that's minimal, Myron, when there's a lot of sporting events that don't get that. So I will say it's a big deal because I think it's a little bigger than I thought it would be. I thought that was a huge mistake when MLS signed that deal, and maybe it's not as big a mistake as I thought. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think it's a big deal. I mean, I'm here in Minneapolis where the Minnesota United – have the best game experience in the entire city. Better than the Vikings, the Wild, the Twins, the Timberwolves, the Lynx. It's the best game experience. And what I've also found, Matt, is soccer fans are really devoted to their teams and to the sport. Uh, So they go all in and invest in all kinds of ways. And I think you're seeing that. You bring in Messi. You bring in some other notable stars. You got LeBron and Kim Kardashian at the matchup. I mean, I think all of that's going to help build the sport. So I do think it's a big deal and says a lot about the potential growth for the sport, not just MLS going forward. There are all across the country soccer teams in MLS that have huge fan bases, yet the country doesn't totally realize it. You go to an Austin FC game or an FC Cincinnati game or a Seattle Sounders game, or you're talking about Minnesota. I didn't know that team was very popular there. And then I happened to turn on the game last night, and I saw a zillion people there. So I actually think – that sport is growing at the right rate, probably, and I think that it has a chance for a success that maybe I didn't see coming. What's next? The NBA's Board of Governors approved the sale of the Charlotte Hornets, clearing the way to end Michael Jordan's 13-year run as majority owner, sources told ESPN on Sunday. The Board of Governors' vote was 29-1 to 1 to approve the sale, with New York Knicks owner James Dolan registering the lone vote against. Myron, big deal, not a big deal. Then James Dolan, apparently not a fan of the uh, sale of the Charlotte Hornets. Well, it's the first time the Knicks tried to stop Michael Jordan, right? I, I mean, so <laughs> whoa, he's I been working on that. You know, when this topic uh, got announced in our pre-show, I think yeah. Myron spent two hours cut waiting that. for that line. Go ahead and cut that. Yeah. Go ahead and cut that. That was excellent. You know? Well yeah. done. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's nice. I appreciate it. Is that all you got or do you have more? 
Oh, I'm not going to touch greatness. That's <laughs> let, true. You let, That's true. You, let you know what? Right? Leave him one more. You're like George Costanza. Walk out yeah. on top. Don't <laughs> yeah, say no. anything else and just go. No Here's what I want to know about it. This is why I think it's a big deal. First of all, I don't care that he voted no. But I think it's interesting, A, why would he vote no? What is it between James Dolan and this new person that made him vote no? And then secondly, somebody leaked that. So I yeah. think there's somebody, because, like, you know, that's not a public vote. Somebody leaked it. So somebody wanted us to know that James Dolan and I don't know who bought it, Sammy Charlotte, have a, have a beef. And that's what I think is interesting. Why do these two old rich men hate each other? Are they going to fight? I'd pay for that over Elon versus Zuckerberg. And I want to know why that happened. Because you know, Myron, when it's old rich people, it's something petty. And it probably is ridiculous. And that's why I want to know what it is. Yeah. That that no one else will care about but them. Yes. No, it'll be something like he stole his salad. Because that's the kind of thing old rich men get (laughs) upset about. I want to know what that is. And I don't like how you get one good line and then just think you don't have to talk anymore. And like I have well, to well, cover two it? minutes. I have to talk about James Dolan for why? two minutes. It's because you were too proud of your one line. You let it simmer. You let the world take it in. The the fragrance of it. You know? well, I took you it. Don't in. disrupt that. Yeah, unfortunately, we have to take in your fragrances a lot. Maybe but maybe I'm one of those maybe one of those rich guys didn't like his band and they said something bad about it. Oh, James, James, James Dolan has a band. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, you got to read. Okay, you guys oh, got to look yeah. this up. He, Matt, not only does he have a band, a couple years ago during the NBA draft, instead of attending the draft, he was playing a gig with his band. You know, people, I, I got to be careful about this because I have <laughs> friends in bands, and one of them, Shannon the Dude, is actually very talented. But I also have a friend in a band who's not very talented. I don't think he's listening to the show, so I, hopefully he's not. But when people, again, when people get too rich or too famous, they think that means they should have a band. Like, I'm sure Elon Musk has a band. Like, I know he does. Like, that's just kind of what people like that do. And James Dolan, I could see him having a band. Have you ever heard it? Are they good? No, but, like, he was so committed to it, he skipped the NBA draft to play a gig. Like, it's like a serious thing for him. I wonder if he – it's probably not as good as the Super Bowl shuffle, to be quite honest with you. Myron Metcalf. This Myron Metcalf, you know, the guy you've listened to on Sunday mornings, he had a tweet go super viral today. He was basically, you know, like the Doja Cat of Twitter today. We'll let you know why it was and why he became so famous. That's all next here on Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Matt Jones and Meyer Metcalf filling in. Uh, I've got uh, the I've got a one I've got on one TV screen. I got WWE Monday Night Raw. I got playing during the commercials the Reds and Brewers on the radio. It's a great Monday night to be here with you, Myron, with all of this entertainment around me. It's a fun time, man. I like doing this stretch. There's always something going on. <laughs> there is something going on. Speaking of what was going on, Myron Metcalf went viral today. And I didn't see it because apparently Myron and I follow different people. He's really into, like, you know, Ariana Grande and stuff, and I don't follow Whoa, all those not folks. anymore. Not after the cheating scandal. Yep, go ahead. There was a cheating – see, I didn't even know there was a cheating well, scandal. Well, there, so there's – people are talking. I'm not getting involved in it. But yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm glad you're not getting involved. So you had a tweet go viral – uh, it was a tweet. You sent this tweet like a year ago, and, and you say what the tweet is because it is a funny tweet I will give you credit for. Yeah, I mean, I've just been, you know, some of my best work has happened on this show, and it, even today. So I tweeted two years ago. Two, I still say two my, years ago. Okay, two years yeah, ago. I still say my phone number twice whenever I leave voicemails as if people can't see the number because I belong to the early 90s, and it just sort of took off. Well, it's a, uh, it's a great tweet because I'll do the same thing. I'll leave a message yeah. and be like, this is – uh, you know, Matt Jones, and then give my number. And I'm like, why am I doing this? They can see it. So that went yeah. viral today, two years later. Now explain how that happened. So Janae Aiko is one of my favorite R&B singers ever, has done work with all kinds of artists, Drake and 2 Chainz. Now incredible wait a minute, what's, what's her name again? Janae Aiko, J-H-E-N-E, Aiko, A-I-K-O. Uh, really incredible artist. Would she I know? Would the, I know anything she's done? She has two point seven million followers on Twitter, and she has seventeen million on Instagram. And she posted my tweet on her story today, which is what made it go viral again. Um, but she's worked with all all the greats. You should listen to some Janae Aiko, incredible artist. Uh, okay, I'm on her Sean. story right now. There you are. Yes, there you there are. I there's, am. there's, there's Myron That's Metcalf. Me. That, look, okay, there you are. So, so then what happened? I start getting all of these DMs from uh, you know women who follow me and follow her. No, wait, That's kind of wait, 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 you were even getting DMs like people asking you out. I know people just being like, hey, you know, you went viral. It, every time I go viral with this tweet, I get those DMs. So I got. Are these people you DMs? know or just random women are writing yeah, you telling you that you're going viral? Some of them I know. Some of them I don't know. You know <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> so is that – let me ask you a question. Is that your most popular tweet that you have ever written? Like is that the one oh, yeah. that yeah. – Yeah, because for whatever reason, like some site will get a hold of it. Uh, and, and I and I haven't made this accusation publicly. I will make it now, though. 
Do you know those commercials with that insurance company where they do like the, you know, being like your dad, you know, being like your father yes, kind of yes, thing? Yes, yes, which I, which I relate to all of those. Like Me too. figuring out how you're going to leave a place before you get yes, there and like yes. the parking situation. I relate to yes. all of those, yes. So if you watch, they did one, like my tweet, they did one where the guy repeats his number twice and the guy's like, you don't have to do that. I'm not saying they stole my tweet think they and did. made it into a commercial. But I'm also not saying they didn't steal my tweet and turn it into a commercial. Well, see, I like this because I, your most viral tweet ever, you get people going, yeah, that's I can relate to that. Yes. And then you get random women sliding in your DM saying, we love you, Myron. Your tweet is going viral. Yeah. My most famous tweet, my most like liked and retweet tweeted ever is the worst I one time saw a video, and you can imagine where this is going. I saw a video on TikTok of the back of the Capitol on January 6th. And it was like footage I'd never seen before. And I was just like, wow. And, you know, because there's a lot of people on Twitter who are not on TikTok. I was like, wow, this footage is crazy. And I posted it. And it goes viral, Myron, every day. People discover it. They... The worst people on the planet argue with each other about it. And I see literally every form of human calling each other names to the point that I want to delete it. But it's by far the most, the biggest thing I've ever done. And it makes me sad that, like, if I were to pass from the earth tomorrow and somebody were to say, well, what was the biggest thing he ever did? They're just going to show this video where people are calling each other names under it. Yeah, you you brought pain with your vowel treat, and I brought love. And you brought and joy? Peace. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how it happens, man. Well, it is I funny understand. how you can be defined by that, because literally I'll get people who I haven't talked to in years who will randomly, like, DM me or text me. And say, they, hey, like they remember you, you exist because you leave your phone yeah, number for like, people? Yeah, 100%. You went viral. Like, I get all the time, man. I'll get some DM so, from somebody. So here's my you question know? for you. you. You did that tweet two years ago. Do yeah, you yeah. still, when you call people and leave a message, do you still leave your phone number on it after having done it and gotten this much attention? 100%. Yeah, I, I still leave it twice. Still, still, 100%. <laughs> I still do it. That's a real thing. I mean, that wasn't a, that, that, wasn't, that was me telling you who I am. I wasn't, yeah, that's 100%. I, there is someone that works for me in, in Kentucky who is like 24, and they get very mad that I leave a message, period. They're like, you understand, no one leaves messages. We see you call, like, you don't need to leave a message. And, Myron, I still remember when my parents first got an answering machine. And I was so excited that you could hear people's voices. And now younger people are like, I don't even want you to take the moment to leave a message. They don't know what they're missing out on. I remember when my father gave me the privilege of setting our answering machine message. Like, he let me do it. Yes, you know, like that, that was like I might as well have been on TV at that point. And when I was in college, I'm the voice of my family. That's right. I set up my voicemail and I would use whatever song was popular at the time as my voicemail. And my mom would go, do I have to listen to this song for a minute and a half? I'm calling long distance. Another thing. People don't know what that means. They don't know. Could you please stop? So. This is old guy radio out. here with <laughs> with is. Matt and Meyer. It is. <laughs> this really is old man radio. But you know Leave what? Leave a message after the beep. That's, That's that right. That's slick. what we do. Thank you to Joe and Amber for letting us uh, fill in for them. Appreciate we'll hopefully you. get to do it again. If you like this, 
good you can listen on Sunday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.